Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. It is our Halloween edition. Jemp uh, and Screwballs are out trick-or-treating, uh, but I do have here with me uh, Pep the Chap. How are you doing here, Pep? Yeah, while well, our uh, colleagues are out trick-or-treating, some of us are still no days off trying to put put money on the table and you know make this thing happen because we got mouths to feed at the company. So it feels good to be here tonight. Even though I'm a little scared, I just saw the Halloween series. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got some pretty spooky decorations up in here, so, I mean, that's rough for me. Uh, I don't think any scary movies uh, will be going on tonight. But uh, why don't we throw it to our unpaid intern here, Reed? What's your favorite part of Halloween? Um, I like getting all the candy, and then it takes me a million years to eat all of the pieces <laughs> that I got. One a year. Yeah, yeah. I like to limit myself. <laughs> You probably still have your Halloween candy from when you were like two. It's a little stale, but you know, it's still edible. Yeah, well, that should last you a long time, Reeb. Uh, glad <laughs> you. You probably, I mean, I don't think you even had to go trick or treating after that. No, no, that's why I'm here right now. Yeah. All right. We'll freeze you up for do more <laughs> pro football jokes podcast. Exactly. Um, yeah, maybe one day you'll even get paid for it. I, I can hope. But, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on to the news this week because there is some big news because uh, the trade uh, on the day before Halloween was the trade deadline and a lot of teams tried to sneak in some trades right before then. Uh, let's talk about uh, one of the first trades that happened. I believe it was the first trade out of these that happened. Um, the Houston Texans trading a fourth-round pick for Demarius Thomas. Uh, how do you guys feel about this trade? I think the trade makes a lot of sense. Uh, Texans don't really have much depth there, losing Will Fuller. So uh, you know they're five and two in a in a win now mode, and um, just bolster that receiving corpse core. Oh, corpse! I'm just thinking Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think the trade makes sense for both teams. Uh, you know, Denver has a lot of faith in Cortland Sutton to step up, and Emmanuel Sanders has been playing at a high level. So, I think both teams could win this one. How old is Demarius Thomas? I was surprised that they only got a fourth round pick. Um, well, I think he's only uh, like 29, um, but. He is due fourteen million dollars next year. He's probably in, uh, he's thirty now. Um, going to turn thirty-one in December. Um, so I mean, he's clearly kind of on the decline. Uh, and there's a good chance he'll be cut before he gets that fourteen million dollars for next year. Um, but there's interesting. So I mean, that's why I, I, I don't. I think a fourth-round pick is pretty reasonable. But I, I do I do think it's a good move for the Texans. I mean, they needed receivers. They they just waived Bruce Ellington as well. Um, and obviously losing Will Fuller for the season. I don't think I don't think the I think Demarius Thomas is probably a downgrade on Will Fuller, obviously. I mean, Will Fuller is an upcoming guy who's has the speed to take the top off the defense, a really good compliment to DeAndre Hopkins. But I I think it's still valuable getting Demarius Thomas on the other side. Uh, he and Kiki Kuti kind of pull up, finish off that receiving core. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is the number one, but I think it's worth it for Jackson team that should be the favorite. Injured? Isn't Kuti injured also? Yeah, uh, his isn't too serious though. He's, I, I, think I don't he's, think it's anything serious, but I heard he might be out. Yeah, he's. I think he's questionable this week. He missed. He missed last week. Um, a man many thought would be the waiver wire pickup of the year. <laughs> I don't think anybody said that, but he's he's been a hey, nice Courtney pickup. Sutton could be now. He could be. That's true. He's a he's a good pickup. Yeah, I'm he's pretty played. happy with him on my dynasty team now too. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's played well in the in the time he's played. Uh, made made some nice plays. Caught a few touchdowns. Uh, yeah, it just hasn't. Like real, like he hasn't gotten that many targets, but I right. Mean, I mean that, but that you expect yeah. that to go up now that Demarius Thomas is gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. Right. All right. Um, more receiver news. Um, the Lions trading away Golden Tate for a third round pick. This one surprised me a little bit more. Um, 
just from the perspective that I think Golden Tate's kind of in his prime. I mean, not really much younger than than Demarius Thomas, but sort of still playing at a high level. Didn't really feel like he had much of a drop off, and he's not doesn't have that massive salary that Demarius has. Uh, what do you guys think about this trade? It kind of goes against the Lions win now mode that we all thought they were in when they picked up uh, snacks. So I was a little confused by it. I mean, I'm confused kind of on both sides. I I mean, the Eagles receivers aren't the best, but it didn't seem like a real huge need for them right now. Yeah, the Eagles uh, giving up a third rounder for Golden Tate. Um, you know, I just got to see how this one, one plays out. Uh, Golden Tate, he was quietly having a good season on pace for 1,000 yards, I think. It's on base for like 1,200. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe a little more than that. Um, are the Lions really that high on their receiving core right now? Uh, <laughs> now being led by Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really thin now. I mean, I think Jones and Galladay is like a pretty solid duo, but I mean, who's their next guy? TJ Jones? Like, what? I, I tried to look at who else they have after that. It's just a bunch of undrafted guys. <laughs> Um, after they only need two, <laughs> they only need two. Yeah, I got to bring and back Corey they've Fuller. Got, they've got that great Three. tight end who catches a touchdown every once every <laughs> season. Got Michael uh, Michael Roberts making uh, making those plays. <laughs> um, I mean, I uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a strange move by the Lions. I, I think gold. T- I, I had him pretty high in my receiver rankings. Um, and I, I know he's – maybe they didn't want to re-sign him after this year. I, but he's is, he is supposed to hit free agency. But I don't see why. I don't think uh, – I mean, I think if they're going to get rid of – I would probably try to get rid of Marvin Jones before I got rid of Golden Tate. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay is more – can replace what Jones does, but they don't really have a guy in the slot to, to replace what – Golden Tate says, um, and I think it's a good move for the Eagles. I think uh, it, the only thing is that they now have Alshon Jeffrey and a bunch of slot receivers. You know, Aguilar, Matthews, and now Golden Tate. Obviously, Golden Tate's the best of those, by far the best of those guys. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a good move anyway. But I don't, I don't know who you're trying to play on the outside there. I guess move Aguilar at the outside, or are you going to try to let Tate play on the outside? Um, but I, I think they, regardless, it makes them a better team. Um, and you know, I don't think losing a third round pick is too damaging to them, especially when if they let them walk in free agency, then they can get a compensatory pick back, possibly a third round pick. So not much loss for them. I, and I think also I, this kind of just popped in my head. This is priming the Lions to maybe take a receiver in the first round next year, and oh goodness. <laughs> well, they'll need to do it like four times before they get it right. So, um, they, I mean, eventually they'll get one of the best receivers of all time. Eventually. Yeah, just, and then he'll retire at 29 or yeah. 30. <laughs> but this year it's looking like a Charles Rogers, and then <laughs> yeah. It's a nice little pattern they got going there, uh, but at least they have uh, at least they have Galladay who's making plays for them. Really like it. Anyway, let's move on to. Uh, oh, sorry. Before we move on, I mean, <laughs> this has to put in perspective uh, the Amari Cooper trade. Like, uh, you, you <laughs> they, the Cowboys yeah. traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper. Like, they. Could have gotten. I, I'd rather have. I'd much rather have Golden Tate. Uh, I don't know that I'd rather have Demarius or Amari Cooper. I'd probably probably take Cooper. But I mean, for a fourth round pick, I'd, I'd ra- much rather take a fourth round pick for Demarius than a first round pick for Amari Cooper. Um, I I just don't understand in what realm they ever thought that it was a good idea to give a, a first there. Yeah, I I like did they just not know the market <laughs> at all? It's like they could have just dangled out a first round pick and like see you know who they can trade for like why why try to trade for Amari Cooper like it just doesn't 
doesn't work that way. Yeah, I kind of waited until right before the trade deadline, like everybody else, and then got in a sense, and then be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't give up a first for this. It just like it's almost as if Al Davis possessed John Gruden and called Jerry Jones and made this trade happen because those two used to make trades happen all the time. Jerry Jones just, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on the Cowboys and Mari Cooper now to produce and, you know. Yeah, well. uh, It's going to be a head scratcher (laughs) for a while. Yeah, we'll get to see how that works out, especially at, I always worry about, you know, receivers going to a new offense in the middle of the season. I don't know. It's kind of a tough position to kind of pick up that quickly, um, learn a whole new offense. But uh, we'll we'll see how it works out um, for all of these guys. Um, but the, the receivers weren't the only guys to get traded. Uh, there were also some defensive players. Uh, so let's talk about the Redskins, our favorite team, Pep, uh, acquiring Ha Ha Clinton Dix, one of uh, Pro Football Jokes' favorite players, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, well, how, how do you guys... Uh, think this uh, trade worked out for both sides so a couple teams in the nfc east trade for wide receivers and the redskins go watch this let's trade for pro football focuses uh top five safety and um we had monte nicholson back there in the spot and uh he had a couple good plays but a couple uh couple mental mistakes this season that have uh, definitely cost him and in, in some games so it's good to just bolster that position and uh, add to that defense, even though, you know, haha's in a contract here. Even if things don't work out, it's kind of just a loan, and the Redskins lose a fourth rounder. So uh, not too much lost if this experiment fails, but uh, definitely looks promising from the outside so far. Right. I agree. I, I think it's a really good move for the Redskins. Um, I did kind of like Monte Nicholson, honestly, but. I definitely think Kaha is an upgrade. And, I mean, DJ Swearinger has been having, like, an all-pro year. He's been awesome. Um, so I think that's that's definitely a safety duo to be reckoned with. Um, and the Redskins, you know, they, they're they basically going, you know, we, we can just play defense and run the ball, and we don't have to be one of these fancy throwing offenses that we've been in years past. And Maybe it'll work out for them because uh, they have a pretty easy, they have the easiest schedule going forward in terms of opponents winning percentages. So there's a chance. Yeah, I was looking at that today at work, and I just <laughs> was laughing at just how bad the teams are that you guys yeah, we are put playing. the Eagles twice and the Texans. But other than that, uh, I mean, <laughs> we could we could finish eleven and five. Uh, I I mean, we'll probably. Lose another game or two and may finish ten and six, but that, I think that's good enough to win win the division. Honestly, it's it's definitely good enough, and uh, it makes them a lot a lot better, in my opinion. Um, so excited to see how it plays out. And you're right, Alex. Uh, DJ Swearinger is one of I think uh, Pro Football Focus has him rated as the number. Two safety with a ninety point six grade. I could be wrong there. That's correct. Uh, he he is um, only only safety ranked ahead of him is Earl Thomas, who's out. So really, he's the top ranked safety. Um, and I mean, he's he's been awesome. He's been making he's getting getting picks, forcing those fumbles, uh, and making ta- coming up making hits. Uh, he's been he's been fantastic this year. Uh, obviously always been the, I mean, since he got there last year, he's been the defensive captain. So I guess on the flip side is why would the Packers do this with a fairly young, obviously good player? I mean, it seemed like their secondary was just starting to turn the corner with Alexander and uh, Josh Jackson, right? Is the other one? Is he been playing? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's, he, they want to get. I mean, they they have so many young players in the secondary. I think they just wanted to get them more playing time. And with with all those young guys, they figured they weren't going to resign uh-huh, next year. Uh, it is kind of strange for a team that you would think w- believes they can win now uh, to get rid of a a good player in the middle of the season. I I don't see 
uh, it's not going to make them better this year. Um, but they do have uh, Josh Jones coming back from injury. Um, Jair Alexander does look like a stud right now. He had an amazing game last last week, and was just, he had been hurt a little banged up before that. Um, so he he could be a really good player. Um, and they shot, signed Bastard Breland, remember? Oh, that's right. So, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally got that contract. He uh, he lost with that uh, cut on his foot. Was that with the Panthers? He got signed by the Panthers, and then they retracted it? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he failed his physical because he got a cut infected on his foot. Very unfortunate. He <laughs> lost a lot of money because of that. <laughs> uh, going to Alex's point, the Packers did spend some high, high draft round picks on that secondary. They needed to address it, and uh, they just didn't want to pay ha-ha, it seems. So we will gladly take him off their hands, and best of luck to them. Best of luck to the Reds. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're welcome, Packers. Um, hopefully it works out. Um, anyway, another defense making moves is a guy who just has a lot. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Without him, yeah. we would not have that sound bite. That is true. That That is from... When Dante Fowler tore his ACL in his uh, his rookie year, um, but now he is now a Los Angeles Ram because uh, the Rams gave up a third and a fifth round pick for Dante Fowler. This trade, uh, I mean, I think uh, this trade makes a lot of sense to me. Honestly, uh, it, they might have uh, the Rams overpaid for Dante Fowler, I think, um, but. It's worth it for a team that's you know trying to win a Super Bowl right now. They're obviously Super Bowl contenders, and their biggest need was Ed Rusher, uh, and they went out and got got a guy. Yeah, I um, I think it makes sense to make that trade. Uh, you're right; they kind of overpaid for him because uh, can't remember how he's been doing this season off the top of my head. Uh, he's been yeah, playing. I mean he's a he's a solid complimentary player but i mean he doesn't start he comes he doesn't play that many snaps he comes he's up as a complimentary edge rusher um he's been up and down in his career obviously and the jaguars are obviously loaded on their defensive line so it's not like he's getting a ton of playing time um so he's a rotational player uh and i think a lot of people are saying he'll probably just come and start right away for the rams i don't know that I see that, even though the Rams do are terrible at edge rusher. Um, I think it'll be it's difficult because he's was in a four three. He's coming to it now a three four system. I don't think they're going to want to transition him to outside linebacker that quickly without you know an off season to actually do that. Um, so I think they'll just put him in the nickel situations to rush the passer. He'll still be playing the money downs, uh, and hopefully he can help revitalize his career. I mean, I shouldn't even say that, but help try to live up to his number three overall pick. I kind of always figured that his days were numbered in Jacksonville. I swear I saw a story last year where he was compared to one of the other Jags uh, defensive ends. I forget who it was. And they said that... Ngakwe? Yeah, and they said Ngakwe was better. And then... Yeah, Ngakwe is far better. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I got upset. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is kind of. Uh, I, he, I mean, he was draft. I think he was drafted the same year as Ngakwe, and he was the number three overall pick. And Ngakwe was like a fourth or fifth round pick. I don't remember. Um, and Ngakwe's been far better. So really, uh, Ngakwe has the spirit. That cannot be matched. <laughs> well, I mean, he never had to tear his ACL and then <laughs> miss his whole rookie year and was uh, smiling during his press conference during that. So True. His spirit. Yeah. <laughs> his spirit, I find it hard to be matched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just uh, – he, he'll bring a lot of spirit to this Rams team. Because um, that's and, what yeah, they, they clearly have been missing something. Uh, they need something to get their that team together. 
Um, and there was one more trade. Do we care that Ty Montgomery got traded to the Ravens? Uh, Aaron Rodgers does. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is thrilled, yeah. I just wonder <laughs> what number he'll wear. I don't. Is he going to be Probably. a running, like? Is he stuck at running back now, or is he like kind of this weird hybrid player still? I think I think they should switch it up and just make him like sixty five. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> every 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 play he has to just report as an eligible receiver because uh, he's not wearing a correct number. Yeah, I I guess they needed a guy in the backfield. Alex Collins is Alex Collins, so. It's uh yeah I mean they gave up a conditional seventh round pick so it's not really a tr- it doesn't even really count as a trade the Packers were just like this guy he fumbled we're just getting rid of him <laughs> he lost us the game against the best team in the league and uh, we're gonna pull an Adam Gase and trade you that was uh, a terrible ending though I was so excited to see like a potential two minute drive or two minute drill and then it I, just- thought, I found it pretty amusing. I mean, it was free, but it was also just like, really, that's that's how this is going to end. Yeah, uh, it was kind of a, a disappointing ending to a pretty good game there. Uh, a little bit surprising how how well the at least how well the Packers defense played. Uh, I I think we expected the Packers offense to be able to put up some points, but it was really the defense that you know kept stopping the Rams and getting the ball back for the Packers offense, and then. And Rogers started to get it going late, and you thought, "Oh, he's he's been hot recently. He'll probably finish off this two minute drill." And Ty Montgomery's like, "No, dude, I got this. I'll be the hero in this game." Uh, not so much. He's <laughs> the hero for the Rams. So, I will say though, that was uh, probably one of the more interesting trade deadline days we've had in past seasons. Yeah, I mean. Teams just seem to be more willing to trade these days. Uh, whether it's the increased salary cap or just the... We've seen how successful teams that have made a lot of trades have been, like the, the Eagles and the Patriots. Uh, they're just trying to copy that. <laughs> it just... I, I can't remember if it was one or two years ago when like the only trade on trade deadline day was... Uh, just like the Patriots trading for this third string <laughs> stuff like that. And everyone on tour was like, well, that was fun. <laughs> so it was good to have, you know, some good moves and have my favorite team make one of those moves and not hate it. Yeah, big moves in the NFC East. It's a, a power struggle there. <laughs> um. Uh, and uh, oh, and speaking of the NFC East, uh, there was some more news uh, in there. Uh, Kyle Aletta got arrested, um, and I just wanted to pose this because uh, um, Reeb before was telling me like, how is this news? How is Kyle Aletta getting arrested? News? I mean, I just think this is a conspiracy by the veteran quarterbacks to to frame their backups so that are str- when the, when they're struggling, they're framing their backups so that they don't get benched. Eli's been terrible. He's like, uh, you know, I might lose my job, but it happened to me last year. Let me get Kyle Aletta arrested, tell him to to go hit this police officer with his car. <laughs> Case Keenum just tells Chad Kelly, he's like, yeah, that's your house, man. Go on in there. <laughs> and I am uh, going to give you a sneak peek at my next Pro Football Jokes article. Sources reveal Eli Manning tried to get Geno Smith arrested last year. <laughs> Geno Smith was too smart for that, though. <laughs> he, I mean, he is the best judgment it, in the NFL. Yeah. I didn't even know who that was before this podcast. So, <laughs> you know, he gets a little name recognition in the league, and uh, now he'll probably bounce around, and we'll see uh, who the Giants – how the Giants deal with this and who uh, who might come in next. I will say I feel a little bad for Eli that his Iron Man streak is gone because with that gone, it really feels like there's no reason for him to still be starting. Yeah. Um, like but, last year and then they should have just moved on. 
Yeah, but let's be honest. Like, if he hadn't gotten benched last year, there's no way he made it to this season. The only reason he he made it this year is because the Giants got so much flack for benching him last year that they couldn't pull him again. I mean, Giants decision. You can't be like, oh, why are you benching Eli? He won us two Super Bowls, and then when he plays, complain (laughs) that he's one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. You got to make a decision. Yeah, that's what uh, Giant fans aren't typically logical, Reeb. Yeah, so uh, Kyle Walletta's job is kind of in jeopardy now after Chad Kelly lost his job last week. Uh, I think he probably holds on there. But a guy who didn't hold on, uh, somehow, for some reason, the Browns decided to fire Hewitt Jackson this week. And I, I don't understand this move at all, guys. I think he needed like four, maybe five more years to get him to eight and eight, and then he could have done it. I'm sure Hugh is like, but guys, look at all the games I almost won for you. <laughs> yeah, like, we went to four overtimes because <laughs> of, my, of my decision. I almost won these games for you. Yeah, and now you're gonna fire me and promote. Greg Williams, who curses out players on the sidelines and motivates them more at halftime than I do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, they probably almost didn't fire him, so that that was good. Um, I, did, I did hear – I don't know how true this rumor is, but I heard that Hugh Jackson was, like, on his way to go fire Todd Haley and then got stopped and was told that he was fired before. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. hope it's true, but I don't know. If it is. <laughs> and then, then he went. went they, but they were, he, they, he asked, "Like, can I still go fire Todd, Todd Haley?" And they're like, "Yeah, good, go ahead." <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do that because we were gonna do it anyways. <laughs> yeah, we'd appreciate it actually. I mean, a beer company literally put locked up <laughs> refrigerators full of beer, waiting for the Browns to win a game. And then they tied week one, and everyone was like, now what? What do we do? <laughs> Is it open? Hugh Jackson brought that, guys. That was Hugh Jackson's legacy, and good for him. Yeah. <sighs> it, it was an impressive run there he had. I mean, I don't think we'll ever see another coach that can lose like Hugh Jackson did. Um, so uh, we'll pour one out for him later, you know? He'll he deserves missed. it. Yeah, he'll probably get an offensive coordinator job or anything. He's been. Yeah, I think so. He's he was pretty good for the Bengals. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, maybe Greg Williams can turn this team around. He knows sure. he knows how to motivate players for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, I always found it funny how people would like complain, be like shocked that Greg Williams is like cursing out players on hard knocks and stuff like. I feel like every football you, team I've ever been on has had like one coach like that. Well, yeah, it's all it's not rare. But how are you going to be shocked that the guy that put out bounties on players get <laughs> his own players? Oh man, I I got to interrupt cuz it's the Halloween podcast. I got to give some kudos to pregnant Browns fans who dressed up as the offensive line coach. That's amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ali would go up like his. That was a good joke. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should just make him the head coach. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the he's. I mean, he's, he's been there the longest, hasn't he? Um, it probably has. I mean, the other guys are brand new, so that's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't think uh, that was really ever in consideration. But um, probably not. Happened before. I remember uh, Dan Campbell. They made him from went from offensive line coach to to interim head coach over the coordinators. Jeez, it worked out really well. Yeah, it worked out for the Dolphins there. <laughs> <laughs> they got like one win under him. I think he won his first game and then like lost all the rest. But. Anyway, that's uh, getting a little sidetracked. Why don't we move on to this week? Uh, we've got some good games on the slate this week. Uh, some I'm pretty excited about, Saints versus the Rams. That one's going to be quite the squeaker. But the one I want to talk about 
it's the Sunday night game, uh, Patriots versus Packers. And I, 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 you know, I don't even really want to talk about the game. We'll talk about that in my pick'em. Uh, check it out on ProFootballJokes.com. Uh, but obviously, it's the battle of the two best quarterbacks. Um, you know, pretty much since Peyton Manning retired, at least uh, they've been the two best quarterbacks in the league. Um, so, who do you guys think is better, uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Pearson, you can go. I'll say Tom Brady right now. Tom Brady is, is getting things going for the Patriots. They just, uh, you know, his release is always quick as ever, and he might break that 1,000-yard career rushing <laughs> against the Packers. But that's a different story. I just think uh, the the Patriots' offense is looking a little better, and Tom Brady's using James White quite a bit. And I think they'll find more ways to win this game under Tom Brady uh, than Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, I personally think Rodgers is the more talented quarterback. I think even Brady has said if you put Rodgers in the system with Belichick, he'd have better numbers than him. But they also have kind of gone back and forth and complimenting each other. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like we talked about before when we were ranking kind of the, some of the other quarterbacks with Drew Brees. But like then I said, Aaron Rodgers just has some of the most mind-blowing plays that I've ever seen out of a quarterback. Right, I agree. And I don't think there's any question that he's more talented than Tom Brady. Um, but – I mean, if I'm picking quarterback to try to make it on the top ten in Sports Center, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. If I'm picking a quarterback to try to win a game, I'm picking Tom Brady. I mean, I true. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the objective in football. I think name a lot of quarterbacks in the league that are more talented than Tom Brady. Honestly, I mean, is <laughs> I mean, is Matthew Stafford guess, a yeah. better quarterback than Tom Brady? I think he's more talented, um, but I don't think he's better. Obviously. Um, I, I, I and yeah, I, uh, for me, it's it's a clear choice. It's Tom Brady. Um, he's been. I mean, people say, "Oh, well, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time," but Aaron Rodgers is better right now. I mean, yeah, I, at least last year they they said that, and I'm like, "Well, Tom Brady's playing as well as he have ever played, probably better." I think he's really only got. I'm mean, this year. He hasn't been quite as good. He's been the past couple of years, in my opinion. Um, but like last year, I thought he was as good or better than he's ever been. Um, and just because it's not as flashy as Aaron Rodgers, I don't. I still would take him, uh, take him without question. Yeah, it's you know it's Sunday Night Football. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a good game filled with heroics. Probably, probably with more from Rodgers. I imagine the Packers get down a bit and then. You know, Rodgers does his thing. But it's going to be a good game. I would just take Brady over Rodgers right now. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think uh, I think a lot of people would take Aaron Rodgers, but I think that's crazy, honestly. I just want to see him in another system. I want to see him without Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I mean – Because it does – he's dragging this team to success. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, people have said that. I, I I used to think Mark Mike McCarthy was a pretty good coach. I mean, he would t- typically scheme guys open quite a bit. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's kind of always had a really good quarterback, whether it was Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I, I always thought it, it, he ran a nice system, being able to get guys out in space, being able to get guys free deep. Um, I, I don't think it's worked quite as well in the more – recent NFL um, where, you know, other coaches are doing all these motions and creative, more creative plays. Uh, and I, you know, I'd like to maybe see Aaron Rodgers in a, in a different system, but I, I don't think it would make a huge difference to be honest. I don't know. I'm just curious. Cause when Brady went down castle came in, they still went what 11 and five. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when he was suspended two years, whenever he was suspended, they had success with the quarterbacks that they put in. Yeah, they went three and one. I I mean, I just think that's kind of 
silly. I'm not, I'm not saying that like all of Brady's success is no, because of Belichick. I, no, I I understand. I'm just saying like, be, uh, like people have said like the greatest thing Big Belichick's ever done is go 11 and five with Matt Castle. Like, I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, that first of all, the, probably winning five Super yeah. Bowls. Is up there. I mean, they they were they were 16 and 0 the previous year, and then they went 11 and five and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's never missed the playoffs except for his second year as a starter. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also like Matt Castle went 10 and 6 in Kansas City with uh, Todd Haley, I think, um, as his coach. I mean, I think Todd Haley's the, the reason that they did that. I mean, Matt Castle was a pretty solid quarterback for a little bit there. Um, and he did make the playoffs there in Kansas City. Um, yeah, and I mean Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously pretty good. Who played after uh, uh, when Brady was suspended? Uh, yeah, I mean I guess I'm just looking at that compared to when Rodgers goes down, and then they just look like one of the worst teams in the league. The Packers do. Yeah, but I don't know if it's fair to compare those because yeah. you got. I don't. No. <laughs> I don't even Brent Hudley <laughs> is not in the same category. Yeah, I don't I don't even really think the Packers really looked that bad. It's just Brett Hundley looked that bad. I mean, like <laughs> they still won some games with Brett Hundley. It just didn't look pretty because he was that bad. I mean, remember Matt Flynn came in and threw six touchdowns uh the the year that Aaron Oh my god, I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot I completely forgot about that. You didn't remember that? The the week seventeen game in the twenty eleven season. It just completely gone out of my mind until you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I wonder how Chase Daniel would have looked for the Packers. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. Chase Daniel will be a career backup that will never play a game. He's played like he's played like two career games. Career backup that's made twenty five. Twenty-five million dollars. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream right there. <laughs> maybe he started like two games in his career. Maybe, maybe one. So that see that's that's a real Hall of Fame career to me. <laughs> that's what you got to do, kids. Be really good at football, but not really, really good at football. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you. That'll get you paid, and you don't have to do anything. That's all. Awesome. Yep. Uh, unlike uh, what we do here, where we do a lot and don't get paid anything. <laughs> we get paid at all. Uh, but we don't really do a lot. That's kind of a lie. So, Yeah, I do nothing. <laughs> and you get paid accordingly. <laughs> so we're favorite profile projects. I'll still complain about it. True. Um, anyway, so since it is Halloween, uh, obviously we have to do something corny and on, uh, on theme, um, we could do the, uh, famed trick or treat, uh, this guy, a trick or a treat, but I think, uh, you'll probably get that from somewhere else. Uh, so we'll do something even simpler. Um, we'll just do what team scares you the most. Uh, or you can do a team or a player. It's up to you. Um, I think we agreed on team, so it, it, it's whatever. I don't care. There's no, there are no rules to the segment. Uh, what, who who wants to start? Reed. Um, oh, thanks for volunteering. I'm Go gonna ahead. I'm gonna kind of break the rules here, but the team that scares me the most for this week is uh, my fantasy team in our league from back home because. Drew pointed it out. Um, I'm just going to list off the players that I have on a buy. Um, it's a lot. So I've got Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton, Odell Beckham, Joe Mixon, Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, and Andy Dalton are all on a buy. So my receivers... Are Devin Funches, Robbie Anderson, and Mike Williams, and I have to play Amari Cooper in the flex. Yo, you got Robbie Anderson. That's that's pretty solid. <laughs> Hopefully, his <laughs> one of his two targets goes for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't start Robbie Anderson this week, but uh, I guess you can. I have no other <laughs> options. 
Why did you have to give us an extra wide receiver slot in this league? It's fun. You get to start an extra wide receiver. You get to play guys that you normally wouldn't want to play. I'm pretty much giving Drew a free win. Reeb, you got to believe in yourself and in the heart of the cards. Well, there aren't any cards in Final Earth. Right, whatever. Fantasy football, so. Uh, <laughs> all right. Believe in the waiver wire pickups. All right, Pep. Uh, what team scares you the most? Now, you know, an easy answer, guys, would be the Rams. But I'm going to throw you guys a curveball and say the Arizona Cardinals Ooh. with their new offensive <laughs> coordinator. We saw them against the 49ers, and that was some scary stuff. I was telling uh I was telling the guys the Cardinals are kind of like the Rams minus the offense, defense, and special teams. And they showed exactly that. They're a scary team to watch, and I'd be scared as a fan. Um, and also I'll throw on another team. The Buffalo Bills made Monday night football absolutely <laughs> tedious to watch. It was awful. Still love Derek Anderson, but uh, man, uh, the only interesting thing about that game was Booger saying Kelvin Benjamin was one Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. I know you would like that. I think Kelvin Benjamin should be scared <laughs> to eat Popeye's. Did you hear that? Derek Anderson apparently got a concussion and might not play this weekend, so they might have to put in Peterman again. Oh, man, that's scary. <laughs> that's definitely scary. They also signed Matt Barkley. So, uh, they signed Terrell Pryor, too. Yeah. They're just going to do some weird like triple option, or they can put in Logan Thomas, just, just too. Put in Terrell Pryor as your quarterback. I mean, might as well at this point. I mean, knowing Sean McDermott, he'll give everybody a chance. <laughs> or give no one a chance, like he tried to do. <laughs> you know what? Just snap it to Sean yeah. McCoy. They just go no quarterback, not even have a quarterback out on the field. Like, just to see what they can do. Hey, the, it, was, it was interesting on that first drive against the Patriots, and then two or three pay, plays later, it stopped working. And I think that's how it would go. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you guys took it in interesting direction. Um, I, I was going to try to throw a curveball, um, but I'm not going to do that now because you guys already kind of, kind of went in that direction. So I'm going to all go in that kind of direction. Um, why don't I give you one that scares me because of how good they are, um, and I think it's a bit of a sneaky team. This is like you know the ghoul that you don't know is haunting the house i guess I, that, that was a bad bad uh analogy there um but i'm gonna go with the seattle seahawks i have been pretty high on this team ever since i watched the card their game against the cardinals which is uh kind of surprising because uh, the cardinals suck and they barely beat them but i watched them and saw that their offensive line is now good and i watched them almost beat the rams uh Saw a little bit more explosion. They got got a, one of the best running games in the NFL right now with Chris Carson and Mike Davis and Russ Wilson hasn't even been running. What about, yet, but... what about Rashad Penny? <laughs> yeah, uh, that hasn't quite worked out the way they wanted, or maybe it has. Rashad Penny, the ghoul, you completely forget. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad Penny is one of those ghosts that just uh, you can't see and can't touch you or hurt you. He's like go. He's like a Patrick Swayze ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Doesn't even really consider uh, haunting anybody. Um, and I think their defense has been pretty good. I mean, that and you know, you're always scared to play them in Seattle, and that's what the Chargers are going to have to do this week. And I think the Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL. And I think the Seahawks get the better of them in Seattle. Uh, I think they're they're forced to be reckoned with and the, the Chargers might just not not quite escape this one. I have to agree with you. All right. Well, I think that was a fun little Halloween segment. Um, now we're going to move into another segment of ours, one that isn't specific to Halloween. 
um, but more just a segment we like to do every single week if we all just love it. Um, people just can't seem to get enough of it. It is our overreaction segment. Um, so let's kick off here. Uh, how about you, Reed? Um... <laughs> can I please just can I not go first because <laughs> I forgot again I thought we were replacing overreactions with the, the scary thing and oh my God. do you not understand the, all right I got some, all right thank you thank all you right. for saving the segment if you have front row seats to a Monday night football game <laughs> tell them right now because Booger McFarlane is going to <laughs> Block your view the whole game. He doesn't Hold even it. care. He said on interviews, he's like, "Yeah, it's not my problem." <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's you he, getting paid to do it. I think it's kind of the the Monday Night Broadcast fault for not thinking this one through. You were paying thousands of dollars for those seats. If it's a Monday Night game, just choose a different game, man. I know it's Monday Night Football. Your seat's gonna get blocked. But so. the good news is, if you go to a Monday Night game, then you don't have to listen to the broadcast. So. But then you you miss things like Odell Beckham is a lightweight for going to the bathroom and in the locker room instead of on himself on the bench and Kelvin Benjamin being a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end, you know? True. And then Jason Witten saying uh, really insightful things. Yeah, uh, I can almost remember some of them. Um, so, I mean, that, that that's a pretty good one there, uh, there Pep. Um so in that time that you uh, were explaining your overreaction, maybe, just maybe, Reeb has come up with uh, his own overreaction that is completely genuine and not uh, just made up. <laughs> not the- complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to stick with the fantasy route, and I'm going to say, and with the Halloween route, and say that I am cursed in fantasy. I don't think I'm ever going to win a fantasy championship. Well, I agree with that. I don't know that it's anything to do with being cursed, but continue. It's, it feels like at least four times a season, I'm playing the guy that scores like the most points in the league that week, and I've scored the second most points in the league that week. I feel like my my teams aren't like garbage, and my like points scored are not near the bottom. Yeah, I will say you are dominating that one league we have. Uh, the with the Daniel's form. friends, yeah, yeah. That, that I, I didn't even realize your your team was so good, and I'm like, oh, who's winning this league? I'm like, what Reeves winning? Yeah, I can't wait for him to lose in the first round of the playoffs. But hey, I got to live up to my Bengals fandom somehow. So. Yeah, true. I also took down a whatever cup of coffee in our dynasty league. Oh yeah. That, his first loss. That was nice. Uh, I, I was proud of you there. That, that, that Thank was you. Good win. I, I won my game as well. I'm now on a two game winning streak, bringing my yeah. record to two and six. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm coming back. I, I still believe in my team. Um, anyway, my overreaction for the week is that, Coaches just have no idea how to manage the clock. Like, I I don't understand. I played Madden my whole life, and like I just like figured it out. One being like a ten year old kid knowing how to use timeouts. Like, it it does it's not it's not that complicated. You just have to like the Vikings called the timeout last week with two minutes and forty seconds left on the clock. Like, that it, it it makes no sense because that there was. The play clock was at like 37 seconds. <laughs> because the play clock was at like 37 seconds. You let it run down to 203, they run another play, and then it's a two minute warning. Instead, you call a timeout, then they run another play, and again, they can just run it down to the two minute warning, and you just wait out no reason. It, it, you, you, it's just throwing away a timeout. You've got to figure out that the play's going to take a, sec- a few seconds. Like, you don't call a timeout with like 245 between like 240 and 245 left it's it's pretty simple stuff all right i i just i don't understand how coaches can't figure this out and nobody even calls them on it's not like their announcers never like oh that's a bad about they just like oh yeah good smart they gotta stop the clock here like they I, I, how can people not realize that this is 
extremely stupid. They're just throwing away a timeout. Maybe maybe they think that they can get like two plays in before the two minute warning if they if they use a timeout. Like two. No, they can't. If you if you call a timeout with that much time left, they will run another play, and then it will be under two forty, and then they can run it down to the two minute warning. Oh, you're talking oh, on defense. On defense, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. On, on defense, if you're on defense. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that is dumb. That. Yes, thank you. Um, Mike Zimmer is uh, one of those coaches that fits in that category. It's not the first time you yeah, to be aggressive with those timeouts. It's true, but it's ever no nobody ever like realizes it. I, I'm like, am I the only person who can think logically right now? Like, nobody, the announcers never say anything. Coaches do it all the time, and nobody ever seems to care. But I, I just can't stand it. <laughs> Sometimes I just think everybody else is stupid. All right, so you need to. It's an overreaction, but also, Alex, I think you just said nobody's thinking logically. So I guess I think you need to tweet about this on the official pro football jokes, Twitter. I don't know. I can fit all that in one tweet. Yeah. You got uh, got a passionate overreaction and I hope Jem's listening. He'd be very proud of that. Yeah. I think I lived up to the name of the segment. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I I had that teed up uh, from the second Mike Zimmer did that. Cause I've I've had, I've thought about that. so much for so long and i it's like just play a couple games of madden guys you'll you'll understand like it's it's really not that not that difficult just press the select button or the whatever the new button is i don't even think it has a name just the middle button your like home button or something on the playstation well it's not even the home button it's like a touch screen yeah yeah yeah, you you really screwed this up made this uh very hard to describe what i'm talking about here (laughs) damn it sony Alex, uh, I think you should package up your overreaction into a little MP3 file and send it out to each pro football jokes person, just like they take sacks and send the videos to players and say, this is how you do it. That, 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 that's a good idea. I mean, I, I, I think uh, I've set the standard for overreaction. I've, I've hit a, on a couple of my overreactions too, by the way. Remember when I, uh, I said Alan Thielen was the most complete receiver in the NFL, like week three. Yeah, he's he's made good on that, and uh, I think the Seahawks won. Actually, I don't think it was an overreaction. Whatever. Anyway, let's let let's get out of here. It's Halloween. Uh, we can still have some good Halloween fun before the night is over. Um, I'm going straight to sleep after this. So am I, but <laughs> you don't need to know that. <laughs> We're cool people, guys. <laughs> anyway, for Pep the Chep, uh, Reeb the Unpaid Inter, I'm your host, uh, Ox. Uh, we'll see you next time.